The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. No, my, 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 my phone is totally messing up. Like, all right, oh. uh, can you remember, remember that, that picture message I, I sent you a while back saying this is, this is what I'm getting every time y'all text? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that's starting to happen again. And and now I can't even, like, download it. So, like, I mean, my phone is two years old, so it's time for a new one. And it's really and it's really hot right now, too. It's, it's running hot. Perhaps you need an iPhone. Yeah. No. No, I'm not. Yeah. No, I, Sam, no, I need that as so, 20. Did you, did you turn it off and turn it back on? Yep. You know, they, yeah, have, that 20. they have the new tw- uh, iPhone 12s out. Is it running hot? Yeah. It's running hot. Right. Keep an eye on it. It might burst into flames tonight. Just saying. Those androids are known to do that. Right. N- no, not all androids do. It was just that one now. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. Come on. All right. <laughs> You're listening to the What's Up Falcons podcast with Rock, Hoop, Q, Aries, Falcon, and keeping it sexy, LG. What's up, what's up, what's up, and welcome to the What's Up Falcons podcast. My name is Rock, and I'm joined with my boy, Q in the house. What's going on, Q? I felt like every Sunday was, was a Groundhog's Day. But this Sunday, I woke up to something different. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Sweet taste of victory. And I'm also joined from all the way over on the West Coast with the notorious vid maker, Mr. Aries Falcon. What's going on, Aries? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, I was popping bottles and everything like we won a championship, man. I'm telling you, that was <laughs> <laughs> Super Bowl all over, huh? Hey, I had I had a good week. I had a good week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, man. Lakers win the championship. Dodgers oh, going to the World Series. Oh, God, God, you got to that crap. Lot to celebrate, my Lake. I'm sorry. Is that, is that too soon? <laughs> yeah, we saw all your and, little and, gifts. And, and they, won, they, won game, they won game one. They won game one. I'll give you that. Hey, but I'll root for anybody that beats the Braves though. When the when the Braves lost to the Giants back in the day, a few years back. <laughs> I rooted for the Giants. So I'll root for the Dodgers, man. Well, you know what happened, right? Somebody, somebody said, I don't know, Quinn was doing something and he put a Braves hat on before the end of the game. Oh, no. <laughs> and you know that he's schlep rock now when it comes to choking. So uh, people are, ba- are blaming Quinn. I don't know. That's cold. Yeah, that's cold. You were cold as ice. The Braves were a young team and they were they weren't even expected to go that far. But when they had him down 3-1, I was like, we're going to do it. But I know. I How can you not, not win one damn game out of three? Just one. That's all we needed. Just one. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I know. Man, this curse lives or whatever you want to call it lives on in this city, man. Ugh, choked city. But uh, all right, we're not talking about the Braves and uh, the World Series with the Dodgers. But uh, we're talking about our first victory, man. Our football team, the Falcons, man. We finally, finally won a damn game, man. We beat yes. the Vikings. It feels good, man. 
like peaches and herb, you know. It feels so good. And it feels so good. Doing someone that you And we beat things. <laughs> 40 to 23. So that offense, man, was. was we'll get into all that, but man. Where was all this? Is all I got to say. But, uh, hey, like I said, man, they've been doing that. It's just they, the defense hadn't been able to hold the other side. And, and this time, I mean, they almost let it slip, but yeah. they were able to hold them, keep that three score lead, and right. close out the game. So I was, I, I was excited about that. Indeed, man. Indeed, I was. Yeah, I was too. I was. I gotta admit, I was nervous, especially at halftime, because I'm like, we know what happens if you celebrate too soon, or no lead is safe, man. But uh, as it went on, I felt a little more comfortable. But um, all right, we want to thank everybody for checking us out. Don't forget, you can check us out at Twitter at What's Up Falcons, and you can also send us a text, man, if you want to just send us a message or whatever at seven seven zero two six eight zero five five five, and don't forget to check us out exclusively at armchair all american all right fellas so we're here we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and jump into our good bad and ugly of uh the vikings game so it should be a lot of good My good was picking up that first win of the season. I guess we're, we're what are we, one in five? Yeah. But, you know, we got two teams ahead of us with three wins, and then the Bucks leading the division with four wins. So everything is still there. Everything is still there. And I think uh, you beat Detroit this weekend, you get that, that much closer. So I'm optimistic. All right. Cool. Cool. What about you, Aries? Um, my good. Ooh, I'm gonna I'm have to put it on some of the defense. I ain't gonna say the whole defense. <laughs> I saw I saw a couple of mishaps, but yeah, that, that defense play kind of lights out, man. It, it, they, you know, at the at the end they had trash points, so you know, I'm trying to make the score look better than what it was. But yeah, right. I, I'm gonna go with the defense. All right, that's a good good. I can't be mad at that. They did, they did step it up. Uh, I definitely admit that it looked better than they have been. Um, well, my good man, I'll, I'll get my good to. Uh, I'm not going to give it to the obvious Matt Bryan or anything. I'm going to give it to AJ Terrell, man, for having his first NFL interception and really coming along. I'm, I feel much better about him being our first pick, man. He's he's hustling out there. He's he's even doing some really good. Um, uh, uh, defensive plays and um, he's really stepping his game up. He, he hustles a whole lot so I gotta take my hat off to AJ Terrell a rookie who's been really improving each game I think. All Most right. definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. I'm gonna agree with that. But all right, man. All right, we we'll, we'll, we know there's more good. You know, everyone know Matt and the offense and all that. But uh, let's uh, just go ahead and get to the bad, man. Uh, Aries, any bad you saw in this game? Uh, let me let me let me think about it. Um, Isaiah Oliver <laughs> getting beat once again. Right. Yeah, I, it, it's it's amazed on how this guy still has a starting job. So, right. I, I guess I guess they can't find nobody to play the slot. Right. right now, but yeah, this 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 guy. It, it, I'm sorry, but to, to, to hit him with the word bust, <laughs> I think I think exactly what he is. 
Because, <laughs> I mean, you got AJ Terrell, who's a rookie and, and who's shown more promise and more upside than Isaiah Oliver, who's, who's been there for, what, two years now? Yep, exactly. So... No, I agree, man. Because I, I even put a tweet it out during the game. I'm like, uh, Oliver better not blow this game for us, man. Because <laughs> you start getting real sloppy in the end. But um, I'm with you, man. But a lot of people I've heard are like saying that he had a, a decent game. But I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> he, he 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 had he had an okay game. He 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 didn't mess up as much as he did in the previous. You know what I'm saying five five games. Right, but. It was a little better. It was a little better. If he, he's shown some of that last week against the Panthers, we win that. You know what I'm saying? That win that game. So right. I hear you. I hear you. Q. Uh, what bad did you see? I was gonna obviously um, Oliver. I mean, I don't want to piggyback, but I guess I'm piggybacking. But yeah, I mean Oliver. You know, I ain't worries me <clears throat> going into next week because. Uh, Matthew Stafford, I think, is going to, uh, you know, stretch the field. We got uh, DeAndre Swift. I know anybody that watches Georgia football knows what he can do. And he had a he had a monster game last week. Two touchdowns on like 116 or 120 yards rushing, something like that. So, right. I'm just worried about uh, I'm just worried about the defense. Yeah, I'm worried about the defense. wasn't too, wasn't all that impressed by him, but they did what they had to do to get by a bad Minnesota team. And I think that Minnesota team is, is worse than us. So, with that being said, I will, I will, I will say this though. In our defense, man, even though it was a semi-bad Minnesota team, they have owned us. We haven't beat them since uh, was it 2011 or no, 14 or something. It's been a while since we yeah, it's beat. It's been a while. Yeah, and you know, so you know, good or bad, they still had our number for a long time. And for us to go and beat them at the way that we did. Uh, and make cousins look like an amateur. I thought it was pretty impressive. So um, I'm not. I'm gonna give the Falcons all the credit. I don't care if the Vikings are going through a, a rough patch, but that's just me. All right. Well, my bad, man. Is all right. This is not a major bad, but I, I felt this while I was watching the game, and and Logan from Rise Up Rundown kind of mentioned it too. So I'm like, well, shit. If he's mentioning it, I'm gonna mention it too. But uh, I love Calvin Ridley. I think he's going to be a great uh, uh, predecessor for uh, Julio, but his ass needs to stop acting cute and try to be fancy and fake folks out because he's going to, he's already, he almost, he can, he's starting to cost us, you know, a, a, a first down doing that shit. And also he's going to mess around and, and uh, cause himself a major injury. I mean, just get the ball, dude, and run. Don't try to juke people and, and be all cute, man. Just fucking run. But, uh, I mean, I, I'm not sure other people don't feel that way, but I felt that way, and Logan mentioned it, so I thought I would throw that out there. It's my bad. But I still love him. All right. Well, really is really, but, you know, everybody tries to get those extra yards, but sometimes you just got to go down. Yeah, but you, but you see what I'm saying with his footwork? He tries to be all fancy and stuff, tries to be cute with it. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say trying to be cute. He, she's just, she's just trying to get more yards. I mean, you know, you know. God forbid he he breaks a tackle and runs for twenty five more extra yards. You know what I mean? So it's that's just what it is. He's just trying to get the most out of what he's given. But I mean, he's got he's got to wheel it in and know when when to get right. down and into into when to go for more yards. So right. 
No, I agree. I agree. I just, yeah. But all right, man, let's just move on to the ugly, man. Uh, Q, did you have an ugly? Not really. Not really at all. Okay. They gave us some garbage points, but I mean, those are garbage points, but no ugly. All right. What about you, Aries? Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. The, the, the garbage points was, I mean, it, I mean, it, it should have been like 40 to the, the, the 16 or 40 to the 12 or something, something like that. But those garbage points at the end, just, it was all right. All right. That's cool. Well, my ugly was probably, I think, Q's bad or whatever, but my ugly was the secondary because... Uh, you know, even you know, they're they're still making me nervous and allowing Justin Jefferson to just run havoc like he did and have you know those nine receptions and two touchdowns, which kind of made me a little nervous at the end of the uh, you know out, uh, past halftime in the third and the fourth quarter. I was like, they still need to tighten that up. We still need a lot of work on that secondary. So uh, I, I'll give the secondary my ugly. I don't blame you. Yeah. They, you know, they're getting there, but yeah. And Oliver definitely needs to go. But, uh, all right, fellas. All right. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So, uh, Q, did Hoop send you a injury report? The injury report. I do. I do have an injury report. Let's start with Russell Gage. He actually came back to full participation at practice from a shoulder injury, so... He's looking good. And there were some guys limited this week. So far this week, uh, Brandon Powell, Calvin Ridley, Kendall Sheffield, Jalen Hawkins, and Dante Fowler were all limited at practice. I know Julio didn't even practice today. Hmm. And um, Tack didn't practice. What's new? But, you know, it's Julio still dealing with the hamstring. Tack is a growing. Uh... Safety, Jalen Hawkins, it's a concussion. Dante Fowler, it's an ankle. Kendall Sheffield, it's the foot. Calvin Ridley, he's got an elbow thing going on. And Brandon Powell's dealing with an elbow. And uh, Russell Gage is dealing with the shoulder. So what happened with uh, Ridley? Do you know what this injury was? Um, I mean, other than it's, it's his elbow is hurting him. And that's the reason he's not practicing. That's about all I know. Okay, okay. I would, I'm sure I want to make sure it wasn't an ankle or, 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 or anything like that from all that cute dancing he was doing out there. Uh, <laughs> <dancing broke> ankles. <laughs> yeah. But uh, all right, man. Thanks for that injury report, Q. The only thing really to worry about, I think, is, is Julio and Tech. I think Calvin will be ready to go either way. Right. And probably Dante Fowler. But Julio and Tech, I mean, what did Julio missed like what, two games? Came back for one? Right. And now he's back on the. Now he's not practicing this week, so that's not a good sign. He'll be there. I'm not worried about Julio. I'm not worried about Julio at all. But uh, all right, man, cool. All right, we'll, we'll we'll move on. And you're listening to the What's Up Falcons podcast. All right, fellas. Well, um, you know, this is our first game post Quinn. You know, he's out of here uh, with Thomas as well, and. Uh, Morris stepped up to the plate and had a pretty good showing for his first tryout as a audition, if, if you want to say, as a, our new head coach, hopefully. But uh, we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, it's the start of a, you know, a new era without Quinn. And so far, I'm liking what I saw. And I know I've, the last couple episodes I've been teasing, bringing uh, JR in from pound for pound because uh, he has been really 
I've been watching their some, their uh, their shows, man. He's been really breaking some stuff down about Quinn, and uh, I think it was after the Green Bay game that uh, he kind of broke down some really interesting facts about Quinn that I didn't really look at, you know, as it was happening. But if you look back at the timeline, he had a pretty good descriptive timeline of it. And I thought that was so awesome. So I wanted him to be on our show to kind of talk about it with us. And we'll talk a little bit more about what his thoughts on so far of this post-Quinn era beginning. So, uh, JR, are you here? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's going on, gentlemen? All right. What's happening, man? Hey, JR, what's going on? We have... Uh, what up, JR? How y'all been living? Safe, hopefully. Safe. <laughs> trying to there stay safe. <laughs> yeah. That's all we can do right now. You know, try to, trying to stay safe, trying to stay, you know, happy with your head above water. Indeed, man, indeed. And uh, it's been a while since we had your own, JR, you and Toby. And I know uh, Toby's not doing the pound for pound anymore, um, but uh, I know he still listens and stuff. So, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, he felt like he had a, a, a different calling and, you know, for any of any of your listeners that are also our listeners, I would you know encourage anybody to go look up the thing that he's doing now. It's it's called the Toby D Show on YouTube. Okay. And uh, yeah, he really gets into you know uh, his faith with like with sports right. and the examples of, of that. And you know, it's it's super interesting. And um, so I would I would encourage anybody to go. You know, check it out and uh, and support him in that. Oh, that's cool, man. Good for him. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, very good for him. I didn't because I didn't know that. I, I, I saw the little uh, video he put on his last show on Pound for Pound, but I never saw anything more. So that's good to know, man. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like you know he he still has a, a passion for you know doing like sports related stuff, but you know tying it to uh, you know his strong faith, right. Um, was an avenue that he he had been you know trying to search out and I think he found uh, found a good way to do it and so cool. you know, I would like for for anybody to, to who's interested in that to go support him for sure definitely definitely check that out mm-hmm. but uh, all right Jr man yeah I've been wanting you to come on this show man and uh, and talk about you know uh, your little Quinn timeline analogy you did a few show episodes ago. I thought it was pretty cool. I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like okay. It, it was after the what I dubbed the Monday Night Meltdown in Green Bay, right? Right. Wait, wait, wait. Can I ask a question real quick Sir, before we get started? Yeah. Can this be considered? Uh, since it's almost Halloween, and everything can can this be considered <laughs> a uh, conspiracy theory or, or hey, just well, legit? Hey. I, I can give you conspiracy theories as well. I, I have that too. Uh, like, like in in regards to, you know, the Raheem Morris. You know, I got into it a little bit on our show, but um, it didn't gain much traction. So I, I'm all about spitting the conspiracy theories. So if y'all want some of that, I'll give you some of that too. Hey man, let's have fun. Let's roll the dice on everything tonight. <laughs> yeah, roll man. the dice. But, but as the far floor as like, yours. yeah, but as far as what I got to thinking about, as far as Dan Quinn is concerned, mm-hmm. uh, especially you know in the role of, of a head coach. You know, I got to looking at it. All these coaches, you know, head coaches, they get their jobs based off of how their units do uh, that they're coordinating, right? Right. Whether it's offensive, defensive, or special teams. In, in the case of Harbaugh up in Baltimore, it all is based off of you know how does your unit perform right. and this is what we're expecting when we bring you to our team right right uh whether it be you know defensive or whatever in Quinn's case it was obviously defensive and so you look at what he was doing up in 
uh, Seattle with the heralded Legion of uh, Boom, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You had it was obviously anchored by Earl Thomas, right? right? And but you know you had your KJ Wrights and and Richard Sherman's and Chancellors and all those guys, and you look at that unit and go, man, that unit performed well. Then you look at it and go, Quinn was the one calling plays, right? right? Right. So what happened? What happened when he came down here? And it really got me thinking. Uh, Quinn was running Pete Carroll's system. Mm-hmm. It's a system that Pete Carroll had been developing over years. Like I have read many articles of Pete Carroll talking about the system that he was running mm-hmm. uh, up since, there in since, Seattle. He's, he's been running that system since he was b- b- back at SC. Exactly. He was he was developing it before SC. He was developing it when he was, uh, I think it was the Jets coach. It's either the Jets or the Giants, somewhere up in, in that. I, my memory's blanking on me, so you have to apologize on that. But he'd been developing the system for his pretty much his entire career, right? right? Right. So you have Quinn coming in, running his system. And like anytime anything would start to get askew, you have the master over your shoulder telling you how you need to adjust right like like what you need to be looking at or giving you pointers whether he did it on purpose or not that's just how these things these you know things operate right right and so Quinn gets hired because of his work with the Legion of uh, Boom and everybody was clamoring for him we weren't the only ones clamoring for him okay right. so keep that in mind right right so Quinn comes here and you saw what happened in 2015, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, you jump out to that hot start, at 0 and five, and then everything falls apart. You go eight and eight. We were so focused on Shanahan mm-hmm. because we had always had a good offense, right? Uh, you know, with Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, all that. We were so focused as a fan base on Shanahan that we didn't look at the fact that Quinn's defense was crap. Yeah. Like absolute crap, right? Yeah. So. Now, fast forward to 2016, the offense starts humming, starts clicking, starts absolutely pulverizing people, and Quinn's defense is still crap. Now, as the second half of that season in 2016, they started performing better because they got used to playing with a lead. And when you play with a lead, you can become more aggressive, obviously. And that style of defense that Quinn coaches and Quinn can play is built for to be aggressive is built to play with lead right right? yeah so after 2016 rolls out shanahan leaves heads out now it's on quinn it is fully finally 100 percent on quinn right to keep it going brings in uh sarkeesian brings in marco emmanuel or elevates marco emmanuel after firing uh richard smith right you know, mid-season or whatever, demoting him and then firing. Right. He installs Marquand Manuel, and Marquand Manuel is now what Dan Quinn was. Right. Marquand Manuel is running the system that Dan Quinn has put in place, a la Pete Carroll's system, and Dan Quinn's trying to be Pete Carroll. Right. 2017, everything goes fine. We actually had a, a top 10 defense. Matter of fact, it was the first time in Ryan's career he had a top 10 defense. Yep. It just so happened that Sarkeesian was still trying to figure it out. Yep. And our offense you know, floundered. 
we couldn't beat top tier defenses. You know, we couldn't compete with top tier defenses, and the offense floundered. 2018 rolls around, and now this is where the first time I really start to look at Quinn as a coach or as a you know his coaching style, yeah. because you had star players go down. Yep. Left, right, and center. Right. Yep. Now is time where you have to make adjustments. They yep. could not be made, not by Quinn. Great. He didn't know how to make them. He didn't know how to instruct Marquand Manuel on how to make them. Right. And so at the end of 18, he used Marquand Manuel and Steve Sarkeesian as scapegoats. Yep. Oh, it was totally their fault. Yep. That right there, I hate to say it, I tried not to let it like come out like during our shows and stuff like that, but that move right there is when I really lost my respect for Quinn in the sense of a coach. Yeah, I've heard that from other people too. Right, it was way too quick on, I'm blaming these guys. These guys were obviously the problem. Instead of standing up for those guys, because those are the guys you handpicked. Right. They were both still young coordinators. I mean, that was part of your brand that you were bringing. That young energy, so to speak. That, you know, uh, connecting with your players and all this other jazz. That was that was the brotherhood, you know? Yeah. And to cast those two guys aside as quickly as he did, I don't I mean, obviously we don't know all the answers. Right. We don't know how much pressure was getting put on him from higher ups, what have you. None of that we'll never be privy to. Right. Well, fast forward, that's when you really started to see that Dan Quinn didn't know how to make adjustments. Right. Didn't know how to actually fix it. The analogy I used, uh, I think it was some, it was one of the shows last year, <laughs> was do you know what the difference between being a cook and being a chef is? A cook follows a recipe. Right. A chef creates the recipe. Right, right. Quinn's a cook. That's a really good analogy. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Quinn's a cook. He's not a chef. Okay? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with being a cook. Okay? Mm-hmm. But just realize that when you're a cook, you're going to work at Applebee's, Waffle House, Cracker Barrel. You're <laughs> not going to work at Ruth Chris. Yeah. You know, you're not going to work at name whatever high-end restaurant. I don't go to high-end restaurants because I'm poor. <laughs> but, I get you know, you. Name, whatever, name whatever high-end restaurant you want. That's where chefs go. You right. know what I'm saying? That's where they work. Yeah. And 2018, at the end of 2018 and definitely in 2019, is when you saw, like, it was on display week in and week out that Quinn is a chef, not a cook. Right. I mean, a cook, not a chef. Right. I agree, man. I, it totally makes sense if you look back and think about it, man, because nothing changed. Gave the same answers, still answers. We mm-hmm. saw, it, 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 you know, we saw nothing different, man. And everything you said is it, it makes sense. I mean, that's what I thought. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's it was flat out when when me and Toby went to that uh, that military appreciation. Uh, Mm-hmm. practice that they had at the bins, right? Yeah. Uh, in 2019. And me and him sat there and watched it. And we came away going, they ran that same formation over and over and over again on defense. Yeah. I never saw them run and try a different formation. I thought to myself, I was like, okay, well, he's just trying to get these guys ready for that. Right. Then that season started, 2019 started, and that's all we ran. Yep. Until Raheem Morris took over. 
Yep. And you know, Jeff Ulbrich and Raheem Morris took over in the second half. Then you started to see some like play diversity. Quinn's theory and philosophy was if I make it simple, they'll be able to play fast. Right. Hmm. And that's a decent philosophy, but you also have to try to confuse the offense. Right. If you don't confuse the offense, uh, Marcus Mariota is going to look like Joe Montana. And that's like he did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I mean, how many games later did he get benched for Ryan Tannehill? Like one or two? Two, two, two weeks. Two weeks yeah. later. I bring it up all the time. Two weeks later, he was sitting on the bench, but he looked like the second coming of, of you know, whoever. whoever. Yeah. Yeah. Insert. Two weeks before. Name here. Yeah. Yeah. Because he knew what was coming. Yep. We I mean, actually brought this up on our on our first um, uh, reaction show, but we were kind of going in a different direction. Or at least I was, because I was hosting. But we were kind of going in the direction of he tried to rebuild that Legion of Boom, but he just didn't have the talent. And that's what I thought. I thought he was really trying to rebuild that Legion of Boom, but he didn't have he didn't have um, you know all those guys from Seattle. The biggest thing that he didn't have in my opinion, for that system is he didn't have an Earl Thomas. Like, Ricardo Allen is a good safety. He's not an elite safety. Right. I like Ricardo Allen. I love his intelligence. Right. You know, but you you add Ricardo Allen's intelligence with the range of Earl Thomas and then you have Earl Thomas. Right? Right. You know, and, and that's what Ricardo was lacking the single high free safety look really is predicated on that safety being able to cover all over the field. Yeah. Like he's got to be able to diagnose the play and get there. Yeah. Right. I agree. And he didn't have a cam chancellor. He didn't have a Richard Sherman. Sherman. He didn't have anybody on those levels. And now we see how good those guys were and they've all kind of moved on. And, but you know, that was a talented team that he had that he was working with. So you know, you just can't you just can't come somewhere and just try to rebuild that with what you have. Those guys were talented, and that's why they were so you know they were so good. And you know, I know Pete Carroll was was you know helping out and, and all. I get all that stuff too. But the talent on the field was a big you know contributor. A huge and, part. Um, yeah. yeah, he was part of it. And and we didn't have that kind of talent here. So why he thought he could walk in the door and turn these guys into the next coming of, you know. Sherman and, and and Chandler and and, and everyone. I never bought into it to begin with. Well, see, that's to for to me and for me. That's that's the conundrum when you're when you're looking at you know the next head coach, right? Yeah. Which is you know uh, what what I'm diving into now on our channel or on a uh, you know on our show is you know starting up a, a series of trying to highlight some different coaches. Mm-hmm. So I'm really thinking like, okay, what what if I was a GM or if I'm Arthur Blank what am I looking for and I'm almost wary because of the Dan Quinns and because of other coaches I'm almost wary of getting a coach from a super successful team right how many coaches have come from the Patriots that have actually done anything right you know yeah we're still waiting right I mean you might have like a glimmer of hope down in Miami with uh, Flores you know, he looks like he's starting to put together a competent team, right? Yeah. The Giants, yeah. the Giants are so desperate they hired the Patriots wide receiver coach. Yeah, right. Well, he was wide receiver special teams, right? 
then they I mean the the coaching staff up in New England they all have weird coaching titles or whatever but I mean Matt Patricia looks lost up in Detroit which hopefully will help us this coming week yeah but you know Patricia looks lost in Detroit Bill O'Brien you saw what he did down in Texas the closest you might come to having a successful coach is Vrabel up in uh, Tennessee mm-hmm. and I don't know if he was what's, actually on. What's the staff. one guy that that went to? Uh, what's the one guy that went to Denver and, and, and didn't work out there? Was McDaniel, that McDonald? That, that was no, McDaniel? that was Daniels. McDaniel's. They're Daniels, they're McDaniels, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, I know right now everybody is clamoring for uh, Eric Bieniemy up there in in uh, Kansas, Kansas City. City. Yeah. Uh, and I think he might end up being a very good coach. Obviously, only time is going to tell. Right. But it's not like uh, Andy Reid's coaching tree has produced. You know, Doug Peterson, he right. won a Super Bowl, but Matt Nagy hasn't done much in Chicago. Yeah. You know, as far as, uh, you know, his offense is concerned, I'm just worried about hiring a coach because of their offensive and or defensive accoutrement. Right. I want to hire a coach I, who can run a team. Yeah. I'm worried because I keep hearing the name Byron Leftwich come up. Oh, God, no. I think, God no! I've, I've heard it multiple times. <laughs> no, now, and I'm like, Stop. no. Yeah, no. Um, he's he's a guy that I plan on profiling in. Uh, oh, really? You know, in my series, just uh, I definitely want to watch that. For, right, right. But yeah, it's it's not. It's probably not going to be one of the more positive ones. Uh, you know, <laughs> the the one that's coming out tomorrow is uh, actually on uh, Arthur Smith. The okay. uh, you know, Titans offensive coordinator. Okay. And, you know, the one of the, the points I make there is like he's done a lot with not not the greatest talent. Right. And, you know, that aspect intrigued me. So Yeah. So what do you guys want to go with? Do you want to go with an offensive coach or a defensive coach? Me myself, I would like to see an offensive coach only because we've had two defensive coaches back to back now. Right. With Mike Smith and uh, Dan Quinn, I would be interested to see what an offensive head coach, an offensive-minded head coach, uh, would do. Especially if in this day and age where these coaches are coming in and calling plays, you know, right. like a Shanahan, like a um, the guy. I'm not even going to try to butcher his name up in Cleveland. Uh, <laughs> You know they're they're calling their own plays, so it'll be interesting to see that aspect. I would think. Yeah. What do you think about the? But continuing with um, Raheem, I mean, I know, I know you guys mentioned something about the comfort level with Matt. Yeah. While sorry, we still so have Matt. Now, you know? now you want my conspiracy theory, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Bring it. My conspiracy theory revolves completely around Raheem Morris. Okay. Okay. So uh, when I got to looking into it right now, technically speaking, Rich McKay is your de facto uh, president, GM, head man in charge, right? Right. He has one of the same titles that uh, John Elway has out there in Denver. Um, you know, so he is the mouthpiece for uh, Arthur Blank. He yep. is a man in charge, right? So yep. if this team like just shows improvement consistency I would I would gather I think there's a real good chance that Raheem Morris stays on as the the head coach mainly because Rich McKay would then in my opinion keep power Mm -hmm. because 
Raheem Morris was on staff at Tampa Bay while Rich McKay, when Rich McKay was the GM. Hmm. Down there, okay? He was a low-level coach. He was a defensive backs coach at that point in time. But he's already used to Rich McKay being in charge. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay? That's already been in his past, all right? Now you take into fact that you have a 35-year-old quarterback who's going to be, you know, who will be turning 36. Regardless of what most people, the fan-wise, want to say or think, he's a good quarterback. Yeah. His 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 talents haven't been diminished as of yet. Right, right. Right. I mean, that was on display Sunday up in, you know, up in Minnesota. Exactly. Okay. So, you add the fact that you have a quarterback that you have seventy five million dollar dead cap tied to at minimum. You have two to three years before you can contract wise walk away from him without uh, being a detriment to your team. Right. Like like financials, right? Yeah. All this is saying that you can't find a trade partner. Right. I don't think you're going to get the compensation that you want. So unless you're just trying to move the money, I don't think you're going to find a trade partner. Yeah. So with that being said, you have Raheem Morris, who's been on staff for six years with the Atlanta Falcons, who is ultimately comfortable with Matt Ryan as a quarterback. Right. And, you know, the, the situation on offense with him and Julio Jones mm-hmm. and his comfort level with Rich McKay I I honestly think that if, if they show any kind of improvement at all for the rest of this season I think that they would be more than willing to, to let Raheem just keep, keep on rocking right right I mean it makes sense you know I mean, it does to me. And he's a black head coach, which, you know, there, there's a push to have more black head coaches in the of league. Of course. So. Yeah. Right. And, and look, I'll be the first one to say all the way around that I, I think there should be more. That you can't sit here and tell me that only white dudes are good at coaching. That's, that's crap. And that's stupid. Right. You right. know? Yeah. So whatever the reasoning, I don't care what the, I don't get into, to politics or anything of that nature like that but to tell me that that you can't have you know uh, more black head coaches is silly to me yeah there's plenty of guys out there who are qualified to do this job regardless of what their skin color is so how about we give you know more guys a chance and Raheem Morris's name was already being you know touted back and forth not touted but you know being bandied back and forth as uh, being a, a potential head coach again yeah yeah I mean, it only makes sense, especially, you know, dealing with our climate right now. And this guy has the experience. And if he can just continue winning, you know, I know I don't think we're going to win it out the rest of the season. But if he can have more wins than losses, I think he will be like the top run. Well, he should be. I I honestly believe that if you if you end the season seven and nine, eight and eight. Yeah. Then I think he keeps the head coaching job. That's that's my opinion. But is that what you guys want to see, knowing that he's already been a head coach, didn't have the most success? Is that really what you want to see, or do you want to go in a different direction? It's it's hard for me to, like, pin past failures in the NFL on just a head coach. Yeah. Now, it's easy in a situation such as— Okay, before we go any further, then, would you, would you, 
want to see Nick Saban come over and coach the Falcons then <laughs> with what you just said. Okay. And there, there's a there's a different ball game there. there yeah. There's a whole different yeah. ball game. And the reason but, why I but he's that, had but he's had a couple of shots at the NFL. Right, he has. The reason why I wouldn't want Nick Saban has nothing to do with his track record in the NFL and has everything to do with the fact that most college coaches don't succeed because they do not have the level of control yeah. that they have right. in college over NFL uh, over an NFL organization. Exactly. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. I just heard some Pete Carroll said, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pete Carroll doesn't have, look, Pete Carroll in that aspect is an outlier, but keep in mind, Pete Carroll was in in the league, then went to college, then went come back to the league. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like a straight transition from college to the league doesn't, like it generally isn't successful. Oh and no, I, think, I agree. I agree. I thought the guy that that came in and took over the Eagles, yeah, back, back when uh, Michael Vick oh, yeah. was finishing up. Uh, what Chip, 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 right Chip, Chip, Chip Kelly. Chip, yeah, Chip Kelly. Kelly. I thought right. Chip Kelly was going to have a lot of success, and yeah, I was wrong about that one. What he could, he, <laughs> it goes to back. <laughs> I told you that, and it goes back to what Jr. just said. Talking to boys and talking to men are two different things. Two different, right. especially when you're in the you, when you're in total position of power. Exactly. Meaning. If you don't do what I say, I pull your scholarship and you go home. Exactly. You can't do that to a Matt Ryan who's making $75 million or who has a $75 million dead cap. Because if you tell him to go home, next thing you turn around, Arthur Blank's in your face going, excuse me? Right. Like, right. that's that's my franchise there. That's who, you know, that's who people buy jerseys for. That's who, that's who I put on the marquee. Right. You know, you can't. You know, you can't treat them the same way. And it takes a particular personality yeah. to be able to pull that off. Like, trying to find the next Belichick is a one in a million. Yeah. Like, he's the closest thing I've ever seen to a college-style coach in the pros. Like, as far as the control that he yeah. has over the team. Man, I know it's hard to find a, a Belichick, but, you know, I'm just hoping maybe, like, you know, like the guy up in Pittsburgh, somebody like that that's been around for a while, winning games, you know, winning more games every year than losing, something like that, like Tomlinson. Oh, dude, yeah, I would love to have, you know, find the next Tomlinson. But where there's the next Tomlinson, there's also the next, you know, Marvin Lewis. Like, you right. get into the playoffs right. every year and you lose in the playoffs every year, the first round of the playoffs every year. Yeah. Like Marvin Lewis, as great of a coach as he was, he never advanced in the playoffs. That's so, true. you know, there's there's going to be pros and cons regardless. No matter who we hire, it's going to take a perfect storm for it to, you know, to be right. I mean, in Philadelphia, they're already wanting to run out Peterson and Wentz. Yeah. <laughs> and they need that far removed from a Super Bowl. I know. know. Right. That's true. That's true. They're very yeah. fickle up there in, in Philly. Well, man. yeah, no, exactly. yeah. that they are. That they are. Yeah. What, have you, what have you done for me lately? Exactly. Now, like, flat out, to to clearly answer your question uh, earlier, Q, I, myself, want an innovative, offensive-minded head coach. That's what I want. Because hmm. that's what I want to see from my Falcons. Is uh, because, so, so who is that? Who is that? If you could, if you could just, you know, you got your right, wish list. Right now, if you told me that everything's even keel, all these coaches are going to work out, I would take the enemy just because what he's been able to do 
with Patrick Mahomes. The only thing that worries me about the enemy is something that gets brought up quite a bit, but is the fact that he doesn't call plays. And everybody say, oh, well, why is that a big deal? He's still helping Andy Reid. Yeah, I got you. I understand he's still helping Andy Reid. But he's not one the one having to make that decision. Yeah, and think about Andy Reid, and I've been I've been yelling this for years. I wish we could have Andy Reid. Andy Reid not only calls plays, he sits down on the weekends and he designs plays. Andy right. Reid comes up with his own plays. He, you know, designs them, puts them into the mm-hmm. offense. And, you know, I've, I've seen this guy on – you know, third and two, line up and throw a tight end screen for a touchdown. And it's kind of like, well, didn't see that coming. That's innovative, you know? Like, who would have right. thought that was going to happen? Like that's He's a chef. The, right, exactly. He is a chef. That's <laughs> what is. I want. He's a, a chef. He's He's a chief chef. <laughs> I mean, you can, and you can say what you want, right? But the, the reverse opposite, if you were to give me a defensive chef, I'll take it. I mean, how many times has... You know, you know for almost a fact when you play the Patriots, you're going to have to beat him without your best player. Because he's going to absolutely take away your best option. Game in and game out. How many times, you know, uh, I mean, we've just seen him do it time and time again. And so I'll take a defensive minded chef at this junction, but I would rather have an offensive minded just because it's fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, well, you know that's that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna think twice about bringing me back on? Good Lord. I no, man. On, I just start talking. I, I can't help no, it. No, no, we no. We love it, Jr. Yeah, yeah, man. That, that's yeah. You know, I was thinking about things we didn't really, you know, we rarely think about to that degree, man. And uh, that's something I've always tried to do and it's the reason why I you know, started doing this to begin with is because I felt like a lot of times you got the same talking points out of everybody. Right. It's almost like they sent out a memo, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody's just copying off each other and I just got tired of it, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you start thinking about it yourself and thinking about it from you know different angles. I don't by no means have anywhere close to any of the answers, much less all of them. But I just, you know, try to look at Let it. Have- sir. Let me ask you one more quick question. Yeah, but how how far do you think we are from a total rebuild? We're not far. Like honestly, what's what's stopping a total rebuild right now? And then most most people are going to cringe when I say it is Matt Ryan. Yeah, and I right. say this I say this as you know as 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 I've said on our show as I will say for for a long time. I started watching football in 2008. Mm-hmm. Guess who was drafted in 2008? Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Okay. The total coincidence in that aspect. But he's the only quarterback that I have ever like known to be part of my team, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I went back, obviously, in the archives and watched the Vicks and the Barkowskis and the Redmonds and all these guys. I've watched it all. But as far as like live and in my face, mm-hmm. my quarterback's always been Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. I will probably defend him until I'm in the grave. I will probably have to defend him until I'm in my grave. But if you wanted to ask me what's stopping from throwing this like baby out with the bathwater, it's Matt Ryan. Yeah. Because you don't know as a team, as an organization, you don't know. You're not guaranteed to have another franchise quarterback next time up. Right. You're just not. Right. And people. Right. right. Exactly. Right. People want. And it's, it's, just, it's, it's, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's funny that you mentioned that because I see the Dolphins have decided already now they're going to start Tua mm-hmm. from here on out 
Although, you know, Fitzpatrick was winning games. He ain't been playing just, bad? He ain't been playing bad at all. So I was a little bit surprised by the announcement yesterday. And, you know, considering it's been less than a year ago that he had that, you know, really bad hip injury. I was surprised by the Dolphins making that move. But uh, anyways, I, I, I interrupted. Go ahead. No, no. I'll, all I was going to say, but that that emphasizes the point of what I was saying. When you have a franchise quarterback, mm-hmm. you don't walk away from a franchise quarterback. Right. You just don't. Right. And right. You, you ride that. For, look at what's going on with the Patriots right now. As much praise as I give the Patriots. You know, yeah. there's still even uncertainty and they have Cam Newton at the helm. Yeah. You know, there's this uncertainty for the first time in 20 years almost up there. That's because they don't have a franchise quarterback. When you don't have one, you cannot be considered a contender. Right. Do you consider the Jacksonville Jaguars a contender with Gardner Minshew? <laughs> no. With the mustache <laughs> down there? Just saw the name alone. Minshew. <laughs> but on the on the flip side of that. Wait, wait, man. What's their record right now? Uh, what one game maybe mm-hmm. one or two I can't yeah. know right off the top of my head they're, but, they're, they're a one win team like us right but on the flip side of that even though the, the wins aren't there the future is looking bright for the Chargers with Justin Herbert because oh, at least yeah. early on he's looking oh, like yeah. a franchise quarterback so that to me that's what's stopping from a total rebuild now Come November 3rd, trade deadline, if something squarely happens and they, for whatever reason, find a trade partner and you get Matt Ryan's money off the books, as much as it would pain me, mm-hmm. that's, do it. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it pains see, me. See, I wouldn't want to move Matt. Yeah, I wouldn't want to move Matt, though. I would think, see what you could get for Julio out there. I mean, what has Julio yeah. done for us? He's done a lot for us, but oh, sure. But, but look when, at games played versus games missed because of the toe, because of the hamstring, because of this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. But people love Julio. I think you know you might get something for Julio. Yeah, I mean, if if at this junction, I know Rich McKay came out and said, like flat out, made the comment that they weren't going to have a fire sale. You know that they weren't going to be starting to trade vets. But right. if somebody calls me and says, "Hey, I'll give you a." a second and a third for Julio Jones and take his money yeah I mean you got Calvin Ridley yeah Russell Gage ain't a bad two I know but go ahead Aries but I'm still I'm still on on the fence about Calvin I think Calvin is as good as he is it's because Julio's on the field now when you take Julio off the field is Calvin good good, good enough to hold his own that's my concern you're going how did he do over the weekend I don't know how did he do not this past game, but he the did game before. Good. The yeah. game before, yeah, yeah, he did okay. But you had the you you finally had a run game. That game uh, right. didn't help you beat the Panthers, but that's that's one of the times where you know Matt Ryan cost you that game. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I can I can admit that. You know that uh, you know yeah. he cost you that game. You know you probably could have won that had he made some better reads. Right, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you'll find out real quick yeah. whether. But I think the threat of you know Julio Jones, not Julio Jones, but Calvin Ridley, Hayden Hurst, Russell Gage, and I mean that to me that's your mainstays next year. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that could be a solid one, two, three. Yeah. Hayden is is like like I said is playing at an all star level right now. I mean, oh, yeah. it's just crazy. And <laughs> it's. 
it's only going to get better the more comfortable Matt Ryan gets with him. Yeah, I wish I wish they give get him involved more. You know. Well, that's I mean that's Cutter right there. Yeah. Like like my biggest knock with Cutter, and I'm sure you guys have heard me say it, but my biggest knock with Cutter is Cutter it loves his elite talent. Oh yeah. And so as long as Julio Jones is on the field, as long as Calvin Ridley's on the field, and as long as Todd Gurley's on the field, Hayden Hurst, there ain't just there ain't much left over for him. Reminds me of somebody else we used to have. Hmm, I don't see. Hmm, so we'll say Shanny Hand. Hand. You remember what happened the whole Roddy White thing? Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, Shanahan, his Roddy, biggest, Roddy, Roddy was disgruntled anyways, though. Roddy's Roddy. Well, I was going to say, it, it, the problem I had with Shanahan was his ego. Yeah. You know, Shanahan was the smartest man in the room, even though offensively and We saw that was. in the Super Bowl, right? Right. Look, I'm not going to say here, but I mean, obviously, Shanahan is a really good offensive coordinator. He oh, yeah. calls really good games. Yeah. He has really good play design. Yeah. But you have to also be able to... You know, setting your ego aside at at times, right. like you know, perfect example. Obviously, the Super Bowl, like run the ball, right? But you go back to the Chicago game with Dirk Cutter, and that fourth quarter, he took less than two minutes off the clock in the entire fourth quarter. Yep, exactly like, what, what I was doing? saying. Like, what are you doing, right? Yeah, yeah. That's not the time to be, you know, slinging it all over the place. Yeah, that's the time to be running the ball, run the clock off. Yep. So, yep, we've uh, all there. Yep. Grind it out. Yep, we've all brought that up. <laughs> right, exactly. It's <laughs> mad thing. So, if I will predicate this, I will put my Raheem Morris stamp of approval as long as he gets rid of Dirt Cutter. <laughs> <laughs> here, 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 sir. <laughs> Cutter should be gone. This should be his last season as the Falcons OC. And that's why I ever. worry about yeah, ever. Ever. his yeah. last extent here usually, yeah but usually when a new coach comes in they bring in new staff I'm worried that he's going to keep some of the old staff because of comfort level working with them already that's what worries me about keeping a coach that's already on his staff but see but the, but the thing is the way I see it is if, if he stays as head coach you want to put your name on the team and you don't want to keep anybody who's carried over you know what I mean so yeah. as, I mean as far as making the team your own and getting rid of the OC should be his biggest priority Yeah, to, to, to say hey this is my team this is what I'm doing not I'm just trying to keep what Dan Quinn did right and the same also could be said about players too right so well you're already kind of seeing that a little bit I mean you saw um now, granted, it has probably the you know a bit to do with you know Tack being injured, but you've seen you know Charles Harris play more. You've seen uh, you know Deidre Sonat actually getting some snaps. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, now, granted, I think he was had he was out on the he was on the injury report as resting or something. So I don't know. It'd be something interesting to keep an eye on going forward. But right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're going to have a lot of decisions to make, whoever comes in here. Because this defense, regardless if you want to or not, is going to have to be rebuilt yep. just because of the amount of expiring contracts you have. Yeah, that is true, man. That is true. So, Do you think it's going to be hard to get an OC in here? Considering, you know, Raheem Morris, you know, I, I know he, he's coached before, but 
Is he going to be able to draw in a, a big name OC, or how, how are we going to go about getting a good OC? You know. Well, I mean, this, you're talking about one of 32 jobs. That's really all you have to to say. Do you want to do one of only 32 jobs in the world? You know, at this level, anybody who is wanting to be an OC isn't going to turn that down, especially if you have the opportunity to start your OC career or however you want to, you know, say it right. with a, you know, MVP caliber quarterback, hmm. you know? Yeah. So my only concern would be like, say somebody like an Adam Gase gets fired. Like, oh God! Right, you you immediately like that dread immediately came over you, and that's oh, that's what I'm talking about. Like that's that's my fear, right? You get rid of a a dirt cutter, and then Raheem Morris brings in like somebody who is just as equally maddening. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be scary, fellas. Don't, don't scare me like that. Oh, I'm my sorry. God. Look, I know we're getting I'm close like, to Halloween. I'm, I'm shocked, sorry now. Give you I'm a little cool bit of a... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, that kind of was the question I was asking, though, you know? like. Yeah. Let's see here. That's a good possibility. I mean, I mean, he's he's got to vent every prospect and and look, really see if this is the. I mean, are you bringing a guy like Gase? Oh God, <laughs> I shudder to think. But to see what he's done in the amount of time where he's been, it's just it's a no brainer. Um, it's a no from me. I'm sorry. You are the <laughs> so, link. Goodbye. Right now, granted. Now I just quickly pulled up Raheem Morris's days in Tampa to see who his OC was, mm-hmm. uh, and his. Uh, two years well, he's there for three years and the second two years or all the whole time Greg Olson was his OC I don't wow. know if y'all remember like Greg Olson was very uninspiring <laughs> his last yeah, stint I remember Greg Olson oh hey not, Greg Olson was he in Carolina you're not talking about the player are you no I'm not talking about the player no. oh, <laughs> okay just want to make Olson. sure <laughs> Because it seems like right now, hmm, according to Pro Football Reference, he hasn't had a job since then. No, no, he's the OC at uh, in for the Las Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, for Chucky, what? Yeah. So. Okay, now now you're talking though a little bit. But anyway, so (laughs) if you're wanting to see what kind of style Raheem Morris. You know, at least at his time as a head coach, you know his preference was somebody along the lines of a Greg Olson. So, okay. who's the de- who's the hey, why you got it? Who's the, yeah. who's the defensive coordinator? Well, I see a defensive coordinator with uh, Raheem Morris was his third year in 2011 was Keith Millard, whoever that is. Don't know that name, but there's one year he was. Um, listed as the defensive coordinator as well. Hmm. Raheem Morris was. Yes, his first year. He okay. was defensive coordinator with Jim Bates and Raheem Morris is listed as the defensive coordinator. So, hmm. he's not above, apparently not above, uh, you know, you know, being more in control. So, okay. Yeah. Maybe that's what Quinn got it from, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Possibly. Possibly. Well, wow, man. Jerry, you just dropped a whole bunch of stuff on us, man, that, you know. 
some good <laughs> some good information, some food for thought. Well, then, then at that junction, I did my job, right? That, that's why we do this. Too. Exactly. Uh, to, there to any more conspiracy thing. theories? Any more conspiracy theories you haven't thought of? Uh, or you didn't. You did not think you haven't thought of. You didn't mention. Well, I, my only other like conspiracy theory, I guess, in that aspect is that no, I, I still think I still hold true to. I think Raheem Morris is going to be here for a couple more years. Yeah. You know, that's the, I know everybody wants Matt Ryan gone for whatever reason, but no, nah, uh, he's he's going to be here for until he doesn't want to be here. Right, right. I don't want Matt gone. I don't want to see anybody on the offense gone. I think the offense will be all right. I want to see somebody come in and just do something crazy at defense. Maybe it's signing some free agents, you know, even if they're just sh- short term people, you know, you know, guys that have been around for a while, but. Just do something with the defense. We, we've seen what the offense can do, and we know the offense can score under many different coordinators. But what we've seen consistently is the defense has struggled the same amount of years under defensive coordinators. I just want to see somebody that can come in here and do something with this defense. And I know we're not the most talented defense, but, you know, you can get creative. You somebody. might can just get to a point where we become a shootout team, you know, like, like no, no, no. USC. We're not the most talented defense, but we're not one of the one of the, as far as the one one of the teams who has the least amount of talent on it either, though. Yeah, but we don't have discipline. We get a lot of penalties. There's just simple stuff like that that I think a de- a good defense coordinator could just clean up. Imagine how many more games we could have won without all the penalties we've seen, especially the oh, pass yeah. interference penalties. I mean, yeah. we give them a lot of yards. Blame that on Oliver and Alford. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, but Look, you know, if I don't see the Isaiah players, Oliver, the players gonna say um, it starts with coaching. Yeah, no. <laughs> if I, yeah, if hey. I don't see the Isaiah Oliver suit up again, I, I wouldn't be sad at all. Right, right. Because I mean, it, it's 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 crazy on how much hope and 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 high ceiling this, this this kid had, and he comes out and falls flat on the floor. Yeah. Like it's but it's. Uh. Is anybody all that worried about the offense, though? Or does everybody think the, the offense, offense is going to be okay? Offense, offense, offense is going to be all right. As long as you got Matt, Julio, and Gurley right now, the offense is going to be Ridley. Fine. Right. Ridley. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, Ridley. You, you know, all the offensive weapons. As long as we keep those intact, they stay healthy, the offense is going to be fine. It's just getting the defense of, of players that can make impacts and, and actually change the course of a game. Right. Now, um... Uh, what was that? Two weeks ago, um, the uh, linebacker who had those three forced fumbles. Foye Luicon. Foye Luicon. That, 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 that's the one. That, that, that's the one that, that came out of Duke, right? Uh, no, he came out of Yale. Yale, Yale. One of those Ivy League schools. Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I noticed. I, I watched his. I watched his tape when 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 he came out of college, and I'm I'm like, this kid is going to be good. Yeah. Even then, on tape, I seen he was a whole lot better than um the other dude we got out of LSU, the one who 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 he took to the Eagles. That, that. Duke, Duke Rally? Yeah, Duke. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Duke, right. Duke, uh, I, I, knew, I knew right then. I'm like, this, this kid is better than Duke. He's, He's way better time. than Duke. Yeah. So, I'm just... The, 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 um, the um, defensive players are there. They're in place. They just have to come into their own. I believe so. I, I that That is a... 
the the one thing I worry about is can we get a consistent pass rush? Yeah, can we get that right? right. That's been our one of our biggest issues. We've been waiting man. for that for years, years. man, a long yep. time. We haven't had anything. Yeah. Okay. My my question with with the two defensive tackles that we have, um, Dijks Sanat and the kid we 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 just drafted, Davidson. Marlon Davidson. Yeah. Marlon Davidson. Who moves to defensive end? Because Brady Jarrett ain't going nowhere. So I, I think if you're moving anybody to defensive end, you're moving Marlon Davidson. I mean, that's where that's what put him in in the second round stratosphere was playing defensive end at Auburn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Dan Quinn's like love affair of drafting people and then moving them, uh, you know, moving their position, it has always been like kind of a head scratcher to me. Mm-hmm. And Marlon Davidson, the reason why you drafted him, the reason why he was successful is because he was playing defensive end. Right. He was a huge man who had power and could move. Right. And so... You know that is that is something that I hope maybe they start putting him back there between him and John Kaminsky. Mm-hmm. You know those are those are guys that I would be interested in seeing switch to full time defensive end. I agree. Has there been anybody over the last couple of years we missed in the draft because we took an offensive lineman or we took you know something on offense where we should have focused on defense and we could have got somebody? But we let them let them go, and they went to another team. But I just feel like there was a couple of guys. I can't think of their names right now, but I just feel like there was the people. So some people we let fly by us that we could have grabbed. Oh, that happens every defense. Yeah, right. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah I get that. But uh, I mean, when you, when you look at it, we pass. We we try to think of some names. Um, Aaron Rodgers. You know, so we pass on Aaron Rodgers. So I mean, it's it's there's players that's going to be in the draft that that you know teams aren't going to need, but come out to be big stars. Oh yeah. Let's see here. No, I was just I was just trying to think of anybody that that's that we could have picked up. But I remember, you know, we we took some some linemen and we did some stuff like that. But I just felt like we should have been working more on the defense than the offense. We uh, designed plays to get the ball quick out of your hands, but. You can't really design a pass rush. Either you have a pass rush or you don't. Like defensive player wise, maybe the year that we drafted Calvin Ridley, uh, 2018, you could have picked up uh, Terrell Edmonds, mm-hmm. who's been a you know a good safety out there at Pitt. Um, trying to think, I don't really I mean as far as first round goes, I don't really see anybody else's name who really jumps out. Um, as even making impact like you know everybody like Bradley Chubb hasn't really even developed really all that <laughs> and neither has Vita Veo or Deron Payne or Marcus Davenport right I mean these were all right you know Those big, are all names big college names that yeah. people were like salivating over I remember doing like uh, focus pieces on a lot of these guys and you know they haven't necessarily blossomed into you know, first round talent, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even for the dog fans, Roquan Smith hasn't been very consistent. You know, so yeah, I've been watching him. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting to see. Like, we'll go back the previous year to 2017 when we picked up Tack McKinley, right? Right. This this will probably be one that everybody's like, oh come on, you know, this guy. The only name that 
I wish we would have picked up and I was really clamoring for, and that was a uh, TJ Watt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. wanted oh, Watt too. Wow. Yep. I yeah. would have much rather had TJ Watt than Tack McKinley, mm-hmm. uh, just because of his versatility. Right. And uh, even, granted, it did, has not panned out at all, but um, Ruben Foster, the linebacker out of Alabama, like talent wise. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I wanted is him. He, is he st- no, is he he's been bounced around. St- I think still playing? I think he's on like suspension or whatever for oh. or or he tore a ACL. I don't know. He either way, he's not playing this season right. uh for one reason or another. But like there's but even in this draft, I mean Solomon Thomas was supposed to be like a lock, like guaranteed lock. Yeah. And he hasn't done much. Like he hasn't been much of a force for uh, San Francisco. Right. Um, same thing with Jonathan Allen. You know, he was supposed to be, but you know, another guy, another defensive end record. You know. Right. Yeah. So right. yeah, we we could do that all day long. Well, that's good yeah. news. Then. Two that's hours. Good news. You know. Yeah. I mean, but like you said, they're they're rookies, so you know you're not going to expect a whole lot their first season, you know, that they're picked. Although I, I mentioned earlier that AJ um, Terrell is impressing me every week. So, he, he, yeah, he's looking solid. Yeah. Like, I know people were, were you know, dogging that pick initially. Yeah, but he's were. looking like a solid, you know, draft pick. Yeah. You know, in, in my opinion, I don't well, know. One more quick question here. One more yes, quick sir. question. Do you take a quarterback in the draft this year? No. No. Nope. Did I say that too quick? No, not, not at all. A- <laughs> ask me that question again. I'll try to give you a slower answer. <laughs> no, you don't. I mean, look, the only way I'm taking a quarterback, like I did, and that's what I stated earlier, only way I'm taking a quarterback is if during this season you found me a trade partner and who, for whatever reason, you decided to trade Matt Ryan. Right. But I just, franchise I maybe it was time to start grooming someone. Maybe maybe Justin Fields from Ohio State. Maybe somebody like that. God. When was the last time? <laughs> let me ask you this. Everybody brings this up, right? Right. But I'm going to ask you, when was the last time a groomed quarterback has worked out? Because I know the answer. So. Pat Mahomes. Not really groomed. He only sat for about a half a year. Yeah. Like, like the grooming that you're talking about is two or three years. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Tom Nick. Brady. <laughs> okay, yeah. how many quarterbacks? Nick, Nick Foles. Yeah. No, Nick Foles. You can't tell me Nick Foles has worked out. How many teams <laughs> has he been on? Six. Nick, right. Nick, That's I not working Nick out. Nick is a good quarterback. He's a decent quarterback that the longer he stays in there, the worse he looks. He's a journeyman. Right. Plain and simple. He's, he's Ryan okay. Fitzpatrick with a Super Bowl ring. Right. I mean, I'm, look, Trent Dilfer's got a Super Bowl ring, so you can't tell me <laughs> Joey Flacco a, has a Super Bowl ring. Right. <laughs> you can't tell me that that's a, uh, the only qualifier, right? Because if he was so good, Flacco was he taken in 2008. Oh, yeah, he was taken with Brian. And, and yeah. Flacco is no longer in the league. So, yeah. Well, 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 yeah, Flacco's in the league. Yeah, he's on the Broncos. Yeah. He's on the Broncos. Yeah, he's starting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, only because Drew Locke is still battling back from an injury yeah so yes no to answer your question I am not taking a quarterback not with the amount of defensive holes we have 
Exactly. Not gonna happen. Not with the strapped cap situation that we have. I'm not tying up twenty plus million dollars to sit on my bench for a couple <laughs> years. I said Thank it before, you. and I'll say it again. Our quarterback, our future quarterback, is probably in college still, a freshman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's a freshman at the earliest, probably like he's a senior you wanna, in high school. Yeah, hey, I was about to say, if you, wanna, <laughs> yeah. if you really want to look, start keeping your eye on uh, the the Manning kid who I keep seeing splashed on my screen at ESPN <laughs> is in love with. Like, like keep your eye on that guy. All right, like that might be your next, you know, Falcons quarterback. Yeah, man. Well, wow. wow. <laughs> Good stuff, fellas. Good stuff. And we're like... Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've gone over an hour, but uh, it's all good. But uh, with JR, man, I really want to thank you for coming on, man, and, 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 and you know, giving us your point of view. Like I said, I really, you know, I always liked you guys' uh, podcast. You guys really yeah. tell it like it is, and you come up with some very interesting takes that I don't even think about. Sometimes we don't even think about. And when you know, I'm like, wow, you know, I got to bring Jr. on, man. He's, <laughs> he's well, about- I appreciate the invite as always. I always enjoy uh, talking to you fellows. Um, I enjoy the uh, podcasting format. Uh, didn't necessarily work out so well on our end we we have found more success on the youtube side but i see that uh, i've always enjoyed the the podcasting format so i i appreciate the opportunity to come on and chat with you fellas no problem man how does that work on the youtube on the youtube side i I like it what are y'all doing differently from podcasting to youtube i will say the biggest difference that i that and one reason why i wouldn't really give it up is the interaction that you get by right. doing like live streams. Yeah. Like I thoroughly enjoy having our chat room up and, you know, being able to, you know, interact with, you know, your listeners. Uh, like they're, they're able to hit you with questions and, you know, you're able to answer them right then. You're able to like, there've been plenty of times where if it wasn't for the chat room, we wouldn't have much of a show. Right. You know. Right. So, uh, so I highly suggest How soon do you do it after the game? We do our show every Tuesday. Now, there's a couple guys who come on right after the game, and I think they're smart to do that, but I like to be able to not react just off of emotion. Right. Exactly. Because if you if you had me coming on after a game, you would get, you would, get, some, really, you get some really good shows. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, of course you do. But I try to be a little more collected with my thoughts. Exactly. And there's a lot yeah. of competition already with people doing that, the instant right. reactions, you know? Exactly. So we, we come in, we come on on Tuesdays. Uh, the, you know, the newer guys that, that we brought on before Toby went off to do, you know, his own, the, you know, different direction on his side. Uh, Jimmy and Mike, they've done a real good job of, uh, yeah. you know, just meshing real well. And, yeah, so I've I've enjoyed being able to do the live streams are, are probably the biggest thing. You know that yeah. that instant reaction, like you know we've been talking for an hour, right? Right. And now you imagine that with a hundred some other people. Right. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just it's just a lot of fun. You know to do uh, to do these live streams. Yeah, we we're, we're trying to each you know work our way that way. I've started putting these shows on YouTube as well, and yeah. we and we've also started doing like real short, immediate reaction shows after the game. 
just to right. see what you know like you wants to do an immediate thing 30 minutes right after the game which and yeah, it's been man. working out pretty decently for us I think you know we're not yeah. hitting the numbers you guys are hitting but I do see the difference though you know so we'll we'll do that and then we'll do this show where we can plan it out and have more of a show so right I, I think the the biggest difference with the uh, you know with the live stream stuff is you know you have your face on camera right, right? exactly and you know you're you're having to be more cognizant of like what's surrounding you or what's behind you exactly. uh, you know and things of that nature you know you got to make sure you have good visual quality and audio quality and exactly um, so but if you get that stuff down man it is it is super fun i i enjoy the the crap out of the technical side i wish i had somebody who would run the technical side where i could yeah. just sit there and talk exactly exactly but, what I've been able to do here talking with y'all, I'm pulling up information as we're talking and I can't do that in fear that my computer is just going to lock up. <laughs> exactly, man. It's, yeah, it's a lot to, <laughs> you have to think about when you, you know, when you're behind the scenes and you, you, you're trying to be a host. So, yep. But hey, we do it for fun. We do it for, you know, our own entertainment. And, you know, so none of us are professionals. Right. So if it goes off the rails, it goes off the rails, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. We've met interesting people over the years. We we actually met Aries that way, and Aries is a huge part of this show now. Yeah, right. And uh, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean that's yeah. that's how Pound for Pound started. Yep. I was doing you know my own stuff under a different name, and you know Toby run across my videos, and he sent me a message. Next thing you know, we have Pound for Pound, and you know, we added two more guys who were starting up their own small YouTube stuff, and, and you know, we approached them about joining us. And so, yeah, it's it's a great way to meet people. Heck, I met y'all guys. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Same yeah. here. And who are you with? Who are you with now? Who are uh, we're still with pound for pound? It's this. No, no, no. I'm saying who, who uh, are you with now? The guys that are on your show. The guy, oh, okay. Who, the, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Didn't understand. Uh, it's a. Uh, uh, Jimmy and Mike. Uh, this, you know, uh, I don't know if y'all have caught Jimmy's intro. You know, he says you can call me anything you want, but don't call me no damn Saints fan. Yeah, <laughs> he cracks me up with that, man. That's yeah, funny. With so a Jimmy Obama. He, <laughs> yep, Jimmy Obama. He brings a different kind of energy that that I really enjoy, and uh, you know, and Mike brings that like almost preacher vibe. Yep. That that I like, you know. So, yeah, I, I enjoy. You know, chatting with those guys, and, and they're been, uh, they're not in ATL, right? Uh, Mike is, okay. uh, but Jimmy's out in Denver, I believe, or somewhere in Colorado. Okay, so yeah, they're uh, you know they're out, but uh, but yeah, so yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Cool, it's cool. absolute tons of fun. I think I hear my my three-year-old getting fussy so i may have to all right jump over here with you gentlemen <laughs> well thanks okay uh, so you are and everybody definitely check out the pound for pound podcast you can hear all this great stuff that jr is talking about on a weekly basis That's right. I would, if you're a falcons fan it's a must a much a must watch thank you i appreciate that uh one more thing before you go jr who you Sorry. got this weekend Falcons, I mean, I got Detroit. The Falcons. Oh, okay. I got, the Falcons. got to. <laughs> Just waiting on that matchup with Julio and uh Desmond? and Drew Fun. Oh, that'd be great. See Desmond. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why Desmond get burnt again and, again. and this time this time is not in practice? Oh, it's gonna right. be great. Yeah. It's gonna be awesome. All right, JR. That's who I got. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks, man. I'll let you know when this is up. 
All right, man. Y'all take care, guys. All right, later. All right. You too, man. Thanks a lot. Well, cool, fellas. That was awesome. Yeah, man. I like that guy, man. Yeah, he's good. About yeah, yeah. I like Jr. Yeah, I do. Jr. He's, I've, I've, you know, since we've had them on, it's been in like a year when we first met them. I see the progression that they've done, especially with Jr. Man, and uh, him and Toby. But yeah, I, you know, they're like my regular guys that I check out. Just you know, I'm not under Falcons content creators as well. So I got, I mean, like all those guys, but I definitely. Appreciate those guys, and they always give us love on Twitter and retweet our shows out. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, I gotta go check out uh, his, his partner show. Now that he left, and I guess oh, what's Toby? he doing? Spiritual football, or what? What is he doing? I, yeah, more, I still didn't really understand it. I think he's doing more faith faith based stuff. He's incorporating faith more, but he still is keeping it wrapped around football as well. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, yeah, I definitely want to check that out. All right, Phil can't have us on that show, right? <laughs> I don't know. He did pretty good when he was on our show, we, even with you <laughs> on our show. But uh, all right, fellas, real quick, uh, let's forget around the league. Uh, nothing too interesting happened. But uh, prediction, uh, uh, Q, what's your prediction for the the Lions game this Sunday? I think we can throw the ball against them. I think, uh, well, you know who DeAndre Swift is from Georgia. Yup. He had a game last week. He's a running back from Georgia. He had, a, he had his breakout game last week and uh, and the week before that. And two games in a row, he's gone for over 100 and two scores. So nice. um, we can slow him down. I'm, I'm going to take the Falcons. I feel good. I'll take the Falcons. I'll take them by... Uh, Right, two weeks in a row. Two picks of Falcons. Two weeks oh, in a row. Write, write, write this down. Yeah, man. Hey, 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 hey! Why are you making jokes? You know I'm I'm 100 percent on my record right now. <laughs> I predict us to start one in five. I'm 100 percent right now. So don't, don't, no, don't, no, don't, no, don't no, 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 no. You thought we were going to beat Carolina? Yeah, you did. You did because remember Maurice <laughs> and uh, Angela called yeah. you out last weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. That's you right. thought we were going to beat Carolina. Uh, well, I'm only I got one loss on the season. Then <laughs> that's still I'm pretty good. At ninety percent. What about you, Aries? What you? I'm sure you're rolling with the birds. I'm going with the birds, man. I I, I think uh, it's going to be a close one. It's going to be a nail biter again. Right. It's one of those. It's the moments where you hold your breath until the end of the game. So, but yeah, uh, yeah I'm I'm saying we take it. Same here, man. Same here. I think the new energy. It's going to is has is really taking effect. I think um, what Raheem is doing, getting into those guys' faces and holding people accountable, which is something they're not used to. Uh, so I think that um, they're going to really respect that and play hard. And I think we can definitely, definitely win this, especially if True Front True Front plays and they <laughs> and they match him up with Julio. So uh, yeah, yeah, or Ridley, yeah. <laughs> or Gage. <laughs> Or gaze, yeah. Yeah. So, all right, fellas. All right, that's cool. We'll go ahead and start wrapping this up. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, we want to thank everybody for checking us out. What's up, Fox Podcast? Don't forget to hit us up on Twitter. 
And uh, yeah, send us some text messages. We'll read it on uh, on the show at uh, 770-268-0555. And oh yeah, by the way, we I'm still working on that uh, swag shop. So we're going to have some new gear. We're going to even have some new masks, man. So you can walk around being COVID free with our logo on it. So uh, I know y'all going to want that. I know Aries already wants that. Man, I need one of those. I need one of those. It's coming soon, brother. Very soon. Hopefully by the next time we talk, it'll be available. All right, cool. All right, guys. Well, uh, that is it. Don't forget to check. Uh, yeah, one, one, one last quick thing. Go ahead. I was on T. I was on TMZ today, and I saw our our, uh, our um, longtime guest, the cause, picture <laughs> from prison. He had his, he had his mask off, and he was smiling. He was happy. His hair was looking a little disoriented, and his eyes were looking crazy. But he was smiling, and he was happy. And uh, he's he's up for parole soon. So the cause will be back. I can't wait for that because I don't know what you saw, but I saw like a ho- like a hobo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, what was that? What was that character he did? <laughs> oh no, no, no! Fat Albert, Mudfoot, Mudbone, Mud something. I don't know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he looked like one yeah. of his characters yeah, come to yeah, life. Yeah. He, he, he looked a little crazy, but you know, he still got that money. When he gets out, he'll get a haircut and you know, get some LASIK, and he'll be rocking again. All right. Well, maybe we'll... He'll be raping in no time, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so done. Yeah. (laughs) All right, fellas. If that is all, I will catch y'all next week. All right. Peace. 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 Check out the What's Up Falcons podcast exclusively at armchairallamericans.com. Subscribe to the What's Up Falcons podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Listen to the What's Up Falcons podcast at whatsupfalcons.com.